0: Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio, 920
1: AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number two of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio, 920. The question we threw out there, who's a draft prospect that you got your eye on that may be flying a bit under the radar? Maybe it's a couple draft prospects. Let us know about it, 69187, keyword R&R. A Don'tBeBroke.com text line, our phone line when we don't have a guest. It's 702-365-9200. But we do have a guest. We're very excited about the next guest that we have from the Clarion Ledger. That's Stephon Krajnick. And, Stephon, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And that question I threw out there really has to do with the next guest or the next uh, player that I want to talk about, and that's Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. You cover Mississippi State football like a glove. And I got to ask, have you ever covered a cornerback that was 6'1 and about 167 pounds? Have you ever done that in the college ranks before?
2: No, I haven't, and I gotta say not many of those, uh, even if I have, have been, uh, projected as first or second round NFL picks.
1: Right. I I can't imagine. I mean, just kind of looking at the measurables when it comes to to Emmanuel, it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. How is that even possible? Todd McShay yesterday called him a a toothpick on the draft on on his draft prospect uh, conference call. But at the same time, said this toothpick can play ball. So what is it about Emmanuel at that kind of a size that makes him get after it? He's not just a ball hawk, but he's a guy who'll get in there and mix it up and, and tackle and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think what's kind of interesting, and, and, you know, as you look at, there's been a lot of NFL talent that comes out of the state of Mississippi, right? I think there was 11 players in the Super Bowl alone that had some kind of ties to to the state or the universities here. And I think a large part of that is when you look at the high school ranks and the, and the younger ranks of football in Mississippi, a lot of these players are playing those sides of the ball. A lot of them are playing other sports. And when it comes to a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, that's exactly what the case is. He's a guy that, you know, played a lot of positions in, in high school, you know, mainly – uh, mainly corner, but, but mixed it up a bit and, and was a bit, you know, involved on offense. And you look at the numbers that he puts up in college, not only is a great, you know, coverage corner, but, you know, when he gets those interceptions, he, you know, leads the FBS all time record with, you know, six pick sixes. He knows how to get the ball in his hands and return it the other way, find holes, you know, pick up key blocks, things of that nature. Has just the, the speed and the athleticism to be, you know, so good with the ball in his hands that, you know, when he is strong in coverage, right, he's got kind of those natural football skills that really make up for his, you know, lack of size.
1: Yeah, you know, and a defensive coordinator told me one time that, you know, guys that know how to come up with, with turnovers or create turnovers, that just comes natural. You either have it or you don't. So clearly Emmanuel has it. But like you mentioned, the six-pick sixes, what is it about him when he gets the the ball in his hand that allows him to get back to the end zone?
2: Yeah, that's where, that's where those offensive skills of, of being a kid kind of just take over, right? He's got the knack to, you know, read, read – Almost in that case, the defense, right? There's the players that are trying to tackle him. He can kind of take over and, you know, go into wide receiver mode and, and find blocks and, and find, you know, holes to, to bring it back. And he's just fast, man. You look at his 40 time, I think, and I could be mistaken here, but when I last checked the, the combine, he was second or third in the 40 yard dash among corners. I mean, he's fast when he's got the ball on his hands. He's really hard to tackle. Um, and, and he kind of becomes that player where, you know, the, the risk sometimes that he takes to, to get a pick, maybe it comes back to haunch here in, in a big play, but, He'll return it with a reward, and he'll, he'll give you six points when, when you least expect it.
1: Stefan Krasnick from the Cl- Clarion Ledger is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, talking all things Emmanuel Forbes. So what makes him tick, right? I mean, the one thing I loved about covering college football is getting to know players and kind of getting to understand these guys and what makes them go. So for Emmanuel, a guy that came, that was a, what, a, a, came from a family of 10 kids, what makes this guy go and be the dude he
2: is? Yeah, I think there's part of him that kind of you know has that small town Mississippi feel of you know he wants to prove that it doesn't matter where you where you're from or kind of what the expectations are around you that you know you can kind of be the guy to prove a lot of people wrong and, and to carry on along those lines. There's been a lot of critics uh, you know talking about his his weight you know and his size, especially the last few weeks, but it's really been there throughout you know his collegiate career, and I think that drives him to to prove everyone wrong. You know he said at his pro day a few weeks ago that. Hey, if you if you want to pass on me because of my weight, you're going to regret it, right? He's got that chip on his shoulder. of, I want to prove you wrong because he knows that those doubters are out there. Um, but he does it in a way that you know he doesn't want the doubters you know you know fade his confidence at all, right? The, the confidence remains because of that drive to to prove everyone wrong.
1: He's been a starter since he was a freshman there at Mississippi State. Yeah. What, what how how much have you seen him grow just as a player and even a person?
2: He's grown so much as a leader. He's really not a, a super vocal guy, right? Like, he's not going to get in your face and things of that nature. But he knows how to lead by example. He knows, you know, when he needs to lead. Like you mentioned, he, he comes in as a freshman, You know, he's kind of trying to, to figure out what his role is and kind of get that playing time. And then, you know, a year ago around this time, Martin Emerson gets drafted by the Browns, and Emmanuel Forbes was kind of expected to step up from being the number two corner to being the number one corner, you know, this, this past season at Mississippi State. And how is he going to do that? Well, he, he did it seamlessly, right? He stepped up. Has become a leader to the point where now this season Mississippi State was confident in their number two jumping into a number one just because of what he was able to learn, you know, from being behind Forbes. He he really has embraced the role where he's quiet, but but man, is he is he good at being the leader? You know, and especially in that cornerback room, but with the defense as a whole too.
1: How much does he like? Because I, I saw that he's able to get in there and mix it up. Like I mentioned, he's not afraid of tackling, but how much does he like to get in there and mix it up and just kind of lower the boom at times as well.
2: I, I think he likes it a lot. I think he liked being in this Mississippi State defense the past few years with, you know, uh, Zach Garnett. He's a guy that comes from from New Mexico, and he brought that three-three-five defense, um, and and with that came a lot of disguises, a lot of different looks, and, and occasionally, you know, he like to bring pressure, but sometimes he like to bring pressure with those corners, and you could tell that Forbes was always itching to to get back in the backfield, try to get at the quarterback, get at the running back, you know, on the handoff and things of that nature. So I I think he kind of embraces that too. Of, Hey, people think he's small and doesn't have the size, but, you know, he'll lower his shoulder and, and make you feel it.
1: Stefan Krasnick is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness. So what would be an area of concern? What would you say that he needs to do better, especially the next level trying to be an NFL cornerback?
2: Well, I think it kind of goes back to earlier what I was saying with the, the risk and the reward. I think there's probably going to be times where when you get to the NFL and you realize that, you know, jumping a receiver's route maybe isn't as easy and, and you know, maybe there's a double move that, that can really get you at the next level that guys. Yeah, at the collegiate level, aren't quite accustomed to doing as much yet. So you, you, it's probably going to be some, you know, struggles in, in training camp and whatnot. If you know he's going to get aggressive, try to make that big play and end up getting burned. So I think that's the, the one thing that you might see early in his career. That you know maybe as time goes on, he, he kind of gets you know smarter when he's out on the field. But there will be times where you're probably going to see him being like, hey, where you know where's Forbes on that coverage while well, he was trying to jump throughout the. To get a pick or pick six or something like that, and end up getting burned on on a double move. So I think that's one area where you balance that risk in the ward, and maybe early in his career, the risk you know I'll, I'll weigh it a bit. You
1: know, sometimes that happens. You know, ball hawks, sometimes they have that 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 knack, right? They'll kind of go to jump around and it just won't work out sometimes. So uh, you can live with that if he's created some turnovers on the other side of things. So uh, from what you've seen, and like you mentioned, the growth that he has, how much have you seen him be able to be a guy that's you know coachable, that will listen and take take you know even hard coaching and 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 be able to apply. It to his craft.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'll say a guy that I'm sure some Raiders fans, you know, probably remember is, you know, Mr. Busade's his cornerback's uh, coach was uh Darcel McBath. And mm. so he he you know Darcy McBath came in and he's uh he's an in your face type of guy and he'll let you hear it. And I think uh, you know, Forbes took that well because he knew that you know McBath you know got to that next level, saw success at that next level. So he, he's not he's not one to shy away from if, if there's a veteran in that cornerback room or if there's a coach that's you know really hard on him of, uh, you know, if these are proven people, he'll, he'll take the opportunity to learn from them.
1: What is it about, Emmanuel, that you kind of learned over your time covering him that we don't know about that we might really end up enjoying about yeah. him as a player or even off the field?
2: Yeah, I think off the field, one, one thing that I learned is, you know, as I mentioned, he, he's quite a guy, right? But he he got along with, you know, so many of the players here. Him and, you know, Mississippi State's quarterback, Will Rogers, I mean, they, they've they gotten into practice. And, you know, Forbes was back uh, recently and Starkville a lot of practice after his uh, – after his pro day, and you know, he was chirping, chirping, old Rogers, and telling him, "Hey, it's going to be a tough day for you, you know, under setter. But, but off the field, they were, you know, really close friends and best friends off the field to to the point where you know you would see them out in, in Starkville occasionally together. So that they, they, those are two guys that, or I should say, Forbes is the type of guy where you know he can really get along with any position group on the team. He really is, for a quiet guy, really personable as well, and that, that's kind of what's impressed me of. Of the most of at least getting to know him off the field a bit.
1: You mentioned at the top of this that you know you, you couldn't believe that a guy that that is that size six one and like I said one hundred and sixty something pounds, but he's able to have the production he is. You know, could potentially be a first round draft pick. I mean, how big would that be for just Mississippi State in general, just for the football program to put a guy in the league with that much with that kind of size as a first rounder?
2: Yeah, I think it would. Uh, it would definitely put some put some uh, recognition on, you know, the defensive backs that come out of Mississippi State. I mean, you look at guys, like I mentioned, Martin who's, you know, making his way up to the Browns. I mean, you look at uh, Dansler in, in Minnesota. You look at Darius Slay in, in Philly, right? Those are all Mississippi State guys mm-hmm. that, you know, have been really good at the next level. It, 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 it's important, you know, when you come to recruiting, right, that, you know, you're proving that you can take players at, at a certain position in tournament NFL talent, right? I mean, they've done that with defensive linemen already, with guys like Jeffrey Simmons and Chris Jones, right? And you can kind of take it to the next level and say, hey, you know, if you're a cornerback that's looking at going to a place like Bama, right? That that just churns out, you know, defensive backs like nothing. Hey, look at Mississippi State and look at the players that that they've turned out the past couple of years. That, you know, that helps in the recruiting ranks, and especially we can say, hey, Forbes was a guy that was very undersized that we were able to make him you know an NFL talent too I think it goes a long way for for the program for sure
1: well I'll tell you right now he's a guy that you know I, I got my eye on and and I said he was flying under the radar but I don't think he's flying under too many people's radars anymore I think everyone's really realizing who he is and like I said most likely he's going to be a first round pick I saw he's very versatile he could play multiple different styles of defense what uh, would you say is probably his best style of, of defensive play like how does he prefer to play
2: I think man to man is probably how he prefers to go. Just because with the three three five and them bringing pressure, sometimes, you know, they they put him out on an island out there because you know they felt he was comfortable with it. And and I don't have the staff right in front of me, but there was a staff from Pro Football Focus that was saying that among one on one coverages, he he was the best in college last season of limiting you know completions. So I think he feels comfortable. I think he likes that challenge going one on one, you know, with the top receiver, and and it kind of makes for a for a fun guy to watch. That's for sure.
1: Final question for you: The guy had 14 career interceptions at Mississippi State, six pick sixes, like you mentioned. Why
2: did why did programs
1: continue to throw his
2: way? <laughs> <laughs> I think part of that was probably the result, you know, of uh, playing with Martin Emerson his first couple of years because people were not throwing his way, so they had to throw it you know, to Forbes the to to throw it to someone, right? Right. And then I think this past year, the, the reason he had some success was just because that three three five. I mean, this guy so many looks at it. it it's so tough, you know, on a on a young college quarterback to. To read that, that, you know, he doesn't know where the pressure is coming from. By the time it comes, you know, he's got to make a quick decision. Next thing you know, you're, you're throwing it, and you're saying, oh, crap, number 13 is, is the guy I'm throwing to. I probably shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you right now, head coach Josh McDaniels here with the Raiders. He just recently told us, you know, in, in the NFL, you got to have guys that'll hit the quarterback or get their hands on the ball. And of course, Emmanuel Forbes is a guy who's going to get his hands on the ball for sure, take it to the house, and even has a chance to hit the quarterback as well. So, as far as you're concerned, man, that that's a guy that, that would be worth the, worth the draft pick if if a a team like the Raiders or anyone else decides to pull the trigger on them?
2: Yeah, I think to some extent you look at those combine numbers and you throw them out the window. And when you play in the SEC and put up the numbers, that he put up you kind of look at those other numbers and, and size and way you say you know what well, maybe, maybe it's worth taking a chance if, if this is the possible reward right
1: yeah absolutely i like it I, I like him a lot and we'll see where he gets drafted it's only a few weeks away now uh the end of april but uh that that dude looks like he's going to be a heck of a player i'm excited about uh him potentially being whatever team grabs him but just when he gets to the nfl well stefan great stuff man what do you got coming out in the clarion ledger that we should be on the lookout for
2: yeah, well, we're going to have a lot of stuff uh, coming out, especially right now it's baseball season. You know, Mississippi State, it's a lot about that. But, but as the draft you know, comes up and, and Mississippi State kind of goes through it, its spring season, definitely a lot of stuff to, to keep up with there and keep an eye on an on, uh, interesting, you know, shift in, in coaching from Mississippi State, you know, going from Mike Leach in the air raid to, uh, you know, a defensive coordinator, now a head coach in a different style of offense. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting, you know, football season coming up here in Starkville. Yeah, you're not lying.
1: That's a big time difference right there from the captain, yep. from the pirate captain right there, the pirate ship captain, uh, Mike Leach, man. Good stuff. Well, Stefan, thanks so much, man. I definitely appreciate you. We'll be talking to you soon.
2: All right, take care,
1: man. All right, thanks so much. There he goes. Stefan Kreishnik from the Clarion Ledger talking all things Mississippi State. And that's my guy right there, Lindsey. Go ahead and put him up on the whiteboard. Emmanuel Forbes, that's, that's the that's guy. That's your
3: official guy that you're saying under the radar yeah, but selection. I,
1: yeah, I think, and the, this is the thing about it. For the Raiders to get him, I think it's more of a, they have to trade back, right? I, I feel like he's going to fall into late first round. I, ideally, I'd like him to fall into the early second round, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna last that long. Guys that create turnovers like that, that, that that's too valuable to the league. It really is. 14 turnovers and six picks, especially sixes. these days. Right? Could you imagine the guy See, like Trayvon
3: that? Diggs? You're right. just like, oh, should I maybe invest in this uh, in this person? They well, might be able to bring some good things our way. You
1: know what? I'm glad you brought up Trayvon Diggs because you asked the question to Vinny earlier about value and talk about a guy that's gonna create some turnovers, but yep. it might get burned. And you just heard from Stefan, like. Emmanuel's gonna get burned every yeah. once in a while because he's gonna try to jump some routes. So what's more valuable to you? Right. And you and you kind of posed that question to me earlier too. It's like, hey, you know, what do you value more? And I, I wanna say one way or the other, it's it's hard to just narrow it down and say, Oh, I'd rather have a, a corner that, you know, just is sticking to to a wide receiver like glue. I also want a guy that's gonna create turnovers. And I wanna have I right. want a guy that's gonna have the stones to say, Yeah, I could jump that route. I know what's coming. I've done the film study. I can I could take that ball back because that's what the Raiders If you go look at their defensive numbers, the one thing they don't do, create turnovers.
3: Right. I mean, there's a lot of things they don't do, but the most <laughs> glaringly obvious one is definitely those turnover numbers. Because I I know that the biggest thing that irks me is their inability to tackle yeah. in the in the slot area right off of those quick slants. And so maybe that's what is really putting us into this mindset because they have so many different areas of improvement. Right. And for so sure. I would I would like the the turnover champion as well as the guy who covers you like a sweatshirt after you just jumped in the pool. Like wow. I want both of those people on Look, my and, team.
1: And well, the thing about it is Trayvon Diggs, his rookie year with Dallas, yeah. he got beat. A lot, but he created a lot of turnovers. And he
3: had a, he had other talents around him that allowed him to do and right. be who he was. Well,
1: I'll say this he's improved. Yes. I mean, last season he was a lot better. He wasn't getting beat like he got beat early in his career. Yep. So maybe, as Stefan said, maybe Emmanuel would have a little early career, you know, he'd have some some moments of, oh no, you know, like that right. that was a bad moment. Learning
3: opportunities. Yeah,
1: exactly. But he's gonna continue to get better and then end up turning into that guy. Like I told Stefan, I don't know why they kept throwing the ball at him. Right, right. I mean, if the guy had 14 interceptions, there's a pretty good chance he's going to take it the I other way. I showed you
3: this is a bad <laughs> idea, <laughs> right? And yet you're here.
1: Exactly right. So, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you when it comes to the draft prospects. Who's the draft prospect that you got your eye on? Maybe it's a couple of them that you feel like is flying a little bit under the radar. Uh, you can hit us up at six nine one eight seven keyword RNR and of course seven zero two three six five nine two hundred and even answer the question about you know the cornerback position. What's more valuable to you, a guy that's going to create some turnovers and may get burned every once in a while, or a guy that's just going to you know, be all over the wide receiver and, and not allow them to have any kind of airspace, and there's no balls being completed that way. Let us know about it. 69187 Keyword R&R This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: The NFL Draft is coming up, with the first round being on Thursday, April 27th from Kansas City. Make sure you keep it tuned in right here on Raider Nation Radio for all your draft coverage. With our coverage of all teams, but with a special emphasis on the silver and black. Country Nights and Carnival Lights. The annual Clark County Fair and Rodeo is coming to Logandale April 12th through the 16th. Five nights of incredible PRCA rodeo action. Stages of continuous entertainment. A carnival midway and acres of fun for everyone. For tickets and more information, log on to ccfair.com. That's ccfair.com. Don't miss out on the excitement. April 12th through the 16th in Logandale, Nevada at the Clark County Fair and Rodeo. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's turbo high output engine, delivering impressive power with no compromised durability. Whether you're helping friends move, or just moving some friends, this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today. Find your Silverado and find new roads, Chevrolet. See your Southern Nevada Chevy dealers. It's JT reminding you at Meetup Vegas they have the Wonderful Week Variety Pack for only $99 and includes premium Angris Bistro Filet Mignon. Go to the website. MeetupVegas.com, code word JT Brick. Subs garlic parmesan bread is back for a limited time. Freshly baked bread with a hint of savory roasted garlic and a touch of tangy parmesan cheese. Try it today at Porta Subs or order online at portaSubs.com or on our app. Porta Subs, slicing up the quality you crave. Hey, Vegas, Clay Baker here with you. In spring, you know, it's one of the most beautiful, and comfortable seasons here in Southern Nevada. So while you spend more time outside enjoying the perfect weather and the sunshine, it's also time to let Zero Res and those professionals make the inside of your home fresh, clean, and just as inviting. Call now and ask for the Clay Baker Special. you get your carpets cleaned for as low as $35 per room. Plus, they'll clean a hallway for free. Call now at 702 702- or go online at zeroreslasvegas.com because you can tell your carpets, your rugs, the upholstery, they could use some freshening up after a long season of being indoors. Call now, ask for that Clay Baker special. You get your carpets cleaned for as low as $35 per room. Plus, they clean that hallway for free. You can call now at 702-840-3333 or go online at zeroreslasvegas.com. Minimums apply.
5: C-E-R-O-R-E-Z Call 840-3333
3: It's winter. Time for cozy sweaters, crackling fires, comfort food, and flu vaccines. Flu season is here, but there's still time to get your annual vaccine. Flu vaccines help ensure we can gather with friends and family and attend events. To fully enjoy the season, get protected with a flu vaccine. Find vaccine locations at nvflufighter.org. This message, sponsored by Immunize Nevada, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this
4: station. It's JT the Brick. The secret to the Patriot way, which is winning, all that is is winning way. Take out the Patriot, just say winning way, is the quarterback to be on time to the guy who's clearly open because of the play that was designed during the week. Last year, I continually said, Why the hell aren't we running the plays in the game that they're running in practice?
0: JT The Brick, weekdays from noon to 2 on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.
4: You can listen to Raider Nation Radio from anywhere in the world. Download the Raiders app or listen live at lbsportsnetwork.com. It's easy to follow along with your favorite Raider Nation radio shows from anywhere. Listen live anytime on the Raiders app or at LVsportsnetwork.com. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM.
0: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio.
1: Sir Whiskey Ray chimed in again on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r We're talking about players flying under the radar. He said, Q, one more player I'd like to grab that's going under the radar is offensive tackle Dewan Jones from Ohio State. Six foot eight and 374 pound right tackle with the 36 plus inch arms. He allowed zero sacks in 12 starts last season. It's no secret. We definitely have to add to the offensive line depth. I think he could start with us right away. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. That's your guy. That's, That's my guy. That's vodka and whiskey.
3: Yeah, it's a different type of dirty. Shirley, <laughs> I, I, I like the uh, the the direction his brain is going though. In terms mm-hmm. of of because we talk about the cornerbacks, we've talked about quarterbacks, we've talked about linebackers to an extent, but offensive line and, and specifically the the guard position on yep. both sides are, are are areas of need for this team. And so, uh, nearly 400 pounder from the Ohio State sounds like a pretty good guy to be sniffing around.
1: I mean. There's, there's been guys. We've had uh, many little background checks on uh, Ohio State guys on the show. We've done a little bit of, uh, you know, dipping into the Ohio State Buckeyes to see who's going to be in the draft, and his name has come up a few times. so But did um, he
3: swim in Mirror Lake, though? That's the real question I, I like to have because if he hasn't passed that test, I don't know if we can call him a fellow Buckeye.
1: Who was your guy? And I say your guy because you have the Minnesota, uh, you know, the, oh, the yeah. roots. Who was your guy that was Minnesota last year? that I Oh, Daniel uh, Falele. Yeah. Yes. Huge human he being. He is a monster. He went to the yeah. Baltimore Ravens, of course. Right? Why wouldn't he?
3: Yeah, he was at that academy down in Florida, yeah, I yeah. think, when he was in high school. He
1: was from Australia. The guy wasn't yeah. even a football player. Like, yeah. He played like soccer or rugby at first or whatever. One of those sports he played before. It wasn't even football. But that dude is a monster. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, Sir Whiskey Ray. Thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate it. Just go out to the phone lines, though. 702-365-9200. We have Paloma Villacana coming up in a few minutes. But ABA, Ivan davis you're up first what's on your mind brother
6: hey thanks for taking my call uh the prospect you talked about is definitely the one that will be under the radar for me uh for excuse me sorry about that one main reason and that's because he came from offense to defense and what I mean by that, he sees it different, That's why he jumps so many routes, because he's sitting there reading it like he would if he was a wide receiver or whatever position he's playing on offense. Yep. So, okay, look, here. And so then he jumps the route. That's why he got, that's how you can get 14 uh, interceptions and 600 touchdowns, especially the little short, quick bubble routes and stuff like that. I bet you he just salivates at those, because those are the easiest to read if you come from offense to defense. Right, and So that alone, okay, and also that helps him with the tackling. If you guess right and you and and you know what the play is coming, you get there before the guy turns his shoulders if you're underweight. That way, you know, otherwise the leverage returns to the heavier guy. Okay, and then if he gets there on time, whack, he can lay a hit on somebody because he gets the play right. I mean, that's somebody that in the NFL, once he, you know, get used to the NFL speed of the game, will become a star. That's somebody that could be like awesome Asamoah. There you or, go. Or, or somebody like that. I mean, but, see, we got to be careful because, uh, you know, the Kansas City she's somebody going to have some kind of, you know, volunteers say, hey, look, I need you to listen to Q Myers, Locked On Raiders host. Take notes of what they're saying. In the <laughs>
1: they ain't worried about <laughs> me, man. <laughs> they ain't worried about me, man. Hey, great right, call. Thanks, Q. Appreciate you, brother. ABA, Ivan Davis right there. Yeah, Kansas City ain't worried about nothing I'm talking about. Right. The Chiefs are like, whatever. (laughs) Kansas City ain't even going to greet me when I get there next month or not next month. At the end of this month for the draft, they're going to be like, yeah, whatever. The last time I went to Kansas City was a rude. It was a rude experience. Not by them. It wasn't their fault, but it was uh, for the Big 12 championship basketball tournament. And it was actually like the first day that the pandemic really hit. So all sports shut down the next morning when I was supposed to do uh, do my radio show there. So literally I was there for a few hours. That was such
3: a fun time for all of us. That was
1: so awful. I remember getting off the plane in Kansas City at that awful airport, which apparently has been redone now, but that airport was awful. (laughs) I got there, and Rudy Gobert had done his thing, and so people were already talking about it. Then by the next morning, I remember I did my podcast like on a a, uh, bus stop, like the bench on a bus stop that oh night. Oh my God. Because the my guy that was my roommate, he was already asleep because he was one of those guys where he's like has to sleep early. Yeah. So I didn't want to sit there and wake him up and do the podcast right there in the room. God. So I went to the bus stop outside and I did the podcast and then
3: by any means necessary. <laughs> any Q means nece- hey,
1: that's that's what I do. And then had to get on the plane and fly back to Texas after that because everything was shut down anyway. Didn't matter.
3: Did you even remember? Like, did you do the show during the pandemic when all oh, the yeah, sports every and everything was every shut day. down? Every day, never missed one show. I I don't think I did either, never and I don't really remember much from it. I just we did a three-hour show every day, yeah,
1: every day, yeah. with no sports going on. Yeah, we talked to a lot of coaches, <laughs> we talked to a lot of uh, players. You know, we talked to a lot of just everything. I mean, we talked to health people. I mean, we did some serious stuff, but then we did a lot of you know just. Whatever people were doing to kind of, yeah, pass the time, it was weird. Exactly, it was weird, but we got through it. We I, did. I don't know. I didn't miss the show, so I, I was good. My dad said you're essential, and I said yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You
3: damn right, I'm essential. I learned.
1: I learned with that essential word. Man, yep. let's get one more quick call. How about Dino in Toronto? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Dino? Yo, what's up, Q? How's
7: it going? Uh, no disrespect to the but it's very nice to hear that young lady's voice, and I apologize. Uh, I never got her name, but Lindsay. Uh, Lindsey. Nice to meet you, Lindsay. Nice um, to meet
3: you, too, friend.
7: i <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not sold. On, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on a quarterback in the first round. I'll tell you why. Because I, you put a guy on defense, he can get a lot of help. People can kind of fall in and they can compensate. But when you put a young kid on, I'm not saying whoever they draft, that quarterback is going to play right away. But you're almost kind of left alone. And um, it's going to be very hard for the transition and to, and to get to get up to speed with everything because I'm I don't I'm not really sold on a lot of these kids that are coming out right now, QB. And I'll use the example of Brock Purdy last year, man. I mean, the kid was Mr. Irrelevant, and he, he was like a game away from the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Or he wasn't in right. the Super Bowl. So, I mean, winning the Super Bowl. So, uh, I think we need defense, and definitely we need O-line help. That big boy from Ohio State, man, I would love to see him there. But we need some help with the defense, whether it's someone on the line or uh, – you know, someone someone helping at safety or cornerback. I think I think that's where the real real emphasis should be put on in this draft, in my opinion.
1: Okay, sounds good, sounds good. Dino, thanks for the call, brother. Appreciate you. And yeah, that's that's a that's a real reality. And when you have twelve draft picks, that's the beauty of it. That's why today we're really talking about guys flying under the radar because you don't have to go get a first round quarterback. You can go get someone later. Right. I mean, there's been plenty of people mentioned Jake Hainer. Vinny brought up Jake Hainer early. There's Clayton Toon. Uh, you know, there's DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA right here in the Las Vegas backyard. I mean, there's a lot of different guys to choose from. That's why we're kind of throwing it out there. Uh, instead of taking the focus just on the, the guys that, you know, the heavy hitters. We want to hear about the guys that you think are flying under the radar that you think could be really good quality Raiders. 3.29 is the time when we come back. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. As long as her phone is charged, we'll talk to her. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 3.34 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Lindsey Brown behind the wheels of steel holding it down for Damon. I'm your boy Q. And joined by, on the phone lines now by our good friend Paloma Villacano from Fox 5 Sports. And Paloma, you got charge on your battery on your phone today.
0: <laughs> Q <laughs> calling me out. You know, it's a hit or miss because um, I don't have those phone cases that charge your phone. You know, mm-hmm. I need one of those. What am I doing? But... I'm here. I'm happy to be on with y'all.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're, we're happy to have you. And it's funny, after you told me yesterday that your phone was dying, I was like, man, a real G move would be to go like somewhere in the mall and find someone that, you know, like sold cell phones or sold accessories and be like, hey, yeah. I need to try this out real quick and then just kind of rock with it for 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes. Like, I didn't want to put that pressure on you, but that would have been a G move yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, I I thought about the Apple Store and just taking the call in the Apple Store, but I feel like they would have kicked me out and been like, you're weird, go away, what are you talking
1: about? Right. Oh, I
0: don't
1: know. No, they would have. They would have. <laughs> so it's it's all good. We appreciate you as always. You know that. We're, we're happy to have you on. And coming up on Saturday, UNLV, they have yeah. their spring game. And, and it's a showcase that is free to the public, which I'm excited about, because uh-huh. how often are you going to get to Allegiant Stadium for free, right? So you get that opportunity mm-hmm. on Saturday. But how pumped up are you just to kind of see what a Coach Barry Odom team looks like? I know it's only spring, but just kind of what they look like right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a completely different team from last year. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, oh, you know, this team looks different from last year. But, uh, just the way they move, you know, the urgency, the, the detail, their, their fundamentals. I mean, I, I look at players that I've, you know, covered for a few years now and I'm like, that, that guy looks like a completely different player. Uh, just because, you know, Barry Odom's coming from the SEC and his coaches are coming from the SEC. So the way they run things, the way they, uh, play with urgency the way they you know kind of go about their football business is is how the SEC does it and I knew that was going to help UNLV kind of elevate the game elevate the progress and um, you know help them win some more football games so of course I've seen you know 11 on 11 seven on seven so you know we're going to see a scrimmage tomorrow um, I'm eager to see what these guys will look like against you know another team or, or Michigan or you know other schedule coming up but um, you know I think you're going to see a completely different football team as far as um, just the way they they practice their their urgency how fast they are you know how efficient they are their their offense looks completely different under coach Marion so um, no a lot of excitement and I'm you know I'm not saying it's cliche like there's just a lot of excitement from what I've seen uh, at football practice and you know it's been exciting to to watch the Rebels and and they've been Switching it up every day in spring practice has been completely different. You know, I'm so used to seeing just a a schedule, a routine. Uh, Coach Odom and his staff, they've mixed it up. They've changed it up uh, every day at spring practice. So um, I'm excited for Vegas to see this new football team on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, Paloma. I mean, this is an opportunity. This is a new era of UNLV football. This is an opportunity for the, the players and Coach Odom to get to know the community, but it's also a big opportunity on Saturday for the community to get to know them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's important to Barry Odom. I mean, he first came to Las Vegas in his press conference and said, you know, I want to make UNLV Vegas' team, and I'm going to be at every high school. My coaches are going to be at every high school. Um, he told us today he's had 800 high school prospects um, out to spring practice uh, from day one to now. He's had 800 high school prospects at his practices, and that just shows you that, you know, he really does care, um, you know, about our community, about the future of his program. Um, every spring practice I'm at, the sidelines are filled with kids, uh, local and, and from, you know, all over the country trying to see what Barry Odom is building out here. So, you know, he's really passionate about our community. He wants to see all of Las Vegas out there. Uh, they're doing an autograph session on the field nice. after, after the game so that, you can come down and you can meet I mean, you can go up to Barry Odom, he will shake your hand, he will be, you know, super nice to you and you mm-hmm. can meet his family. He's just that kind
1: of guy. Yeah, spring practices for me were always fun when I was covering Baylor. It was always fun just to go there and see. And, again, this is kind of when the the, the foundation of your team is starting to be built. Obviously, in the winter, in the fall, we'll start to see, obviously, a lot more. But right now, I think that this 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 period is very important, especially for a new staff, to really kind of put their thumbprint on what this team could potentially look like. And, and it's from everything that you're saying and everything that I see on, on your Twitter as you're at practices, you're going to see a lot of energy out of these guys.
0: Yeah, they're definitely a group that's excited, a lot of energy. Um, And the other thing is that, you know, they've got guys um, from Arkansas and they've got guys um, from the SEC that are kind of helping the younger guys out. You know, it's a brand-new offense, brand-new defense. So when you already have guys in the program that are already, you know, familiar with the OC, already familiar with the defensive coordinator, you know, that only helps as well. So, um, yeah, I feel like we've gotten a taste of of what UNLV is going to look like. I'm excited for – um, training camp and and when that when that begins, you know, being able to just build off of of spring too. but um, more so excited to see them kind of in live action in the live full scrimmage on Saturday.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Again, we're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. So uh, that's going to be the football team. They're going to have their showcase on Saturday at Alita Stadium. Again, it's free to get in, so I definitely encourage everyone mm-hmm. to go do that. How about the Aces? It's right around the corner for them to get started. Mm-hmm. Becky Hammond mm-hmm. is a Hall of Famer now. We found that out just the other day. Mm-hmm. How big is that for the Aces that Becky Hammond's officially a Hall of Famer now?
0: I mean, she's a GOAT. You know, it's, it's just an honor to be here in Las Vegas and witness uh, the history that's been made with women's basketball. I mean, with the lady rebels and the aces, um, you know, I, I, women's basketball is just, is dominating the city. And it was, it was so much fun to go out with the lady rebels to LSU and um, experience the NCAA tournament with them. Um It'll be exciting to have the aces in studio, Becky Hammond in studio and, and see how they build off a championship season when you got Candace Parker and all these new additions mm-hmm. on the team as well. But um, you know, we're so lucky to live here in Las Vegas and, and get to go to Aces games and get to go to Lady Rebels games and get to go to Allegiant Stadium. I mean, this is the best of the best, and it's right here in our backyard. So, no, pumps for Becky Hammond, the Aces season coming up. Um, I, I think I saw Kelsey Plum post today that she's ready for the season <laughs> to begin. So, um, I think all of Las Vegas is ready for the Aces season.
1: What do you expect to see from the Aces? Because, I mean, it's one thing to be the hunter, right? Now, this upcoming season, they're going to mm-hmm. be the hunted. As they got the target on their back, they're the defending champions. How do you think that they come out, and how do you think Coach Hammond really gets them, you know, fired up to to still be hungry to go and chase another championship?
0: Well, I think they just added depth this season. You know, I think Asia Wilson played almost every minute in the postseason. You know, I think I heard last year that, she may be rested for like four minutes total in the postseason. So now that you have players to help her out um, and I want to see, you know, how the dynamic goes with her and Candace, Um, you know, I want to see how, how Becky draws up her plays and, you know, how, how Chelsea gray, you know, builds off a a dominating year. But um, you know, what I expect from, from this team is, you know, to only build off the year they had last year and for the rookie um, like Asia Shepard and, and Kirsten Bell to only build off the season they had. So I'm um, excited to see the, the, the new faces they bring along this year, but um, this is a veteran team. you yeah. got Asia Wilson, Candace Parker, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum. I mean, these are the best athletes in the world, right here on the Aces
1: team. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a big time rivalry between uh, the Aces and then, of course, uh, the New York Liberty. Right? It looks like those are the two teams that are going to be clashing and probably uh, fighting each other all year long uh, for maybe a title opportunity. So uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And you you mentioned earlier LSU. We just saw them top uh, beat Iowa Uh uh, in the in the championship game in NCAA. I thought it was a great game. There was so much viewership. What did you think of that championship game?
0: mean the entire women's ncaa tournament was incredible i mean just every single game um i watched almost every single game but it was just entertaining um you know the women play so hard they're so physical they're so passionate um they're scrappy you know it's just fun to watch it's really fun to watch and um you know we just have so much talent this year with south carolina and iowa and virginia tech and I mean it was just every team was just so deep this season. So, um it was a historical uh, March Madness for the women's basketball and um, you know, I, I love all the attention that they got, you know, it's great to see that Angel Reese is, you know, getting her flowers and, you know, making money. Good for her, you know, right. that's great. I, I'm I'm so happy for all the, the student athletes that can capitalize on their NIL deals and everything. They deserve it, um, for sure. So it's just a new era of of college sports these days. You know, it's just a new era with this NIL um, playing into a factor. The transfer portal. Um, you know, it's just a new era of college sports. So, um, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I will be keeping my eye on LSU and Iowa and South Carolina, and I think the whole country will too. You know, I think everyone's going to be watching more women's
1: hoops in the I, future. I agree I agree and I was very entertained by that game on uh, on Sunday LSU in Iowa and you know of course there was the all the trash talking going back and forth between Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and then the the follow-out after that I think that that was really good for women's sports anyway because look four or five days later we're still talking about it and so all eyes are still on the women's game I think that those those rivalries and a little trash talk between the two I think that even helped the game even more
4: Paloma
0: yeah, I agree. And it's just its just their passion. You know, they're right. just passionate about what they do. And that's what makes it fun. You know, if you watch Chelsea Gray, you watch Asia Wilson, you watch Kelsey Plum, they are so passionate. they are dogs out there scrapping, um, you know, talking trash. Yep. And that's, that's what makes it fun. And, um, you know, as, as, and they're the best athletes out there. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's just fun to watch. Um, and I'm looking forward to Women's Hoops you no, know, being more being more on on out there you
1: know yeah absolutely chelsea gray she doesn't even have to talk trash by saying any words she just does like a, a shoulder shrug <laughs> she she's just does, like uh yeah. like get off me she'll make a <laughs> bucket and she'll just I, make her arms move
0: flexing yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she starts flexing it's over like you know this game is over when chelsea gray's flexing
1: so. right exactly i love it i love all the trash <laughs> talk i'm here for and actually i want more so i definitely uh <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah. that well, Paloma, we're going to have fun on Saturday at uh, Allegiant yes. Stadium for the for the game for the little scrimmage for UNLV. I'm excited about that. Again, it's free uh, for the public. What time does uh, what time do they kick everything off? What time is it scheduled to start?
0: Yeah, so doors open at 12 p.m. Um, free parking, you know, free free admission. Um, I, I was told that some of the concession stands will be open, so if okay. you want to eat out there, you totally can. Um, and then kickoff is at 1 p.m. Um, and then I I heard everything should be wrapped up by two. So from maybe 12 to 2 is the time. And then um, fans are welcomed down onto the field where they will have, you know, tables set up with the athletes to to come take pictures and, and meet UNLV football.
1: It sounds like a plan to me. So what do you got coming out the Reb zone? What are you working on that we should be on the lookout? You're always working on something.
0: Yeah, man. I'm just keeping up with UNLV football wrapping up right now, spring ball wrapping up. Uh, the WNBA draft is next yep. week, so I'll catch up with the Aces and, Um, You know, catch up with the team and and see what the buzz is. And then probably coming up next is probably the Aces training camp, you know, getting ready for the WNBA season, Um, which, you know, I'm really excited for it to tip off at the end of May. So that's next. The Aces are next, and I'm pumped.
1: There you go. Before I let you go, I wanted to pass along this text that we got from Mailman Raider on our Don'tBeBroke.com text line. He said, Paloma in the mall long enough for her phone to die. That's why I only go shopping with my girl once a year. Laughing my ass yeah, off. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's. I was there all day, and I was like, man, <laughs> which I never go shopping. So I was soaking it in, you know, the Starbucks, soaking it in.
1: <laughs> there you go. I couldn't tell you the last time I went inside the mall. I could not tell you. <laughs> I am that guy. Get online, order it, and uh, hope that you get yeah, the right size because Nike ain't going to send you're it back.
0: You're smart,
1: Q. <laughs> You're smart. I you're try. Smart. I try. It's very rare that someone says I'm smart, but I try, Paloma. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Appreciate
1: you, Q. Bye. All right, see ya. There she goes, Paloma of Fox Five Sports, with us each week, talking to some UNLV. And yeah, her phone died in the mall. She couldn't uh, join the show yesterday. And I like what Mailman Raider said. She was in the mall long enough for her phone died. That's why I only go shopping with my girl once a year. I got to ask you, Lindsay. Have you ever ran into that situation where you're somewhere so long that your phone just died?
3: I mean, I've I've ran into situations at music festivals, but then I would pack the charger that mm. you would charge beforehand. And yeah. so it'd be that kind of weird type of nerd, but I'm usually pretty good about it, but you never know. Cause if your phone's a couple years old and they start putting out the software that makes it go right. uh, even worse <laughs> than your phone's like, Oh, you've been on for three hours. It's dead completely. Great. Right. Buy a new one. How convenient for them.
1: Exactly. You know, I've always been scary to have that kind of a case that where it's, it's like charges or whatever, because I'm such an OtterBox guy, like I have to have an OtterBox, yeah. and and I I swear by OtterBoxes. My phone is never broke ever. Knock on wood, but I've always every time I always have an OtterBox, and everyone's like, oh, it's too bulky, it's too. I was like, yeah, it's too not broken, <laughs> right? It's too not broken. So I'm scared to take off the OtterBox and put something else on it because I think it's gonna break. So there's that. It's
3: like a mortgage payment. These little devices that You're we live lying. on. You're not lying.
1: You're not lying. Ridiculous. I mean, you can go get a car for less than some of these phones cost.
3: 100.
1: It is absolutely ridiculous. 3:48 of time. Many thanks to Paloma for joining us. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number two. Just like that. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: is the time. Many thanks to Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. Joining us to talk all things UNLV. Talked a little women's basketball. Big uh, showcase coming up on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. I do encourage anyone locally to go check it out. Check out UNLV. Coach Odom. See what they got going on. Again, it's an opportunity to get in Allegiant Stadium for free. It's Very rare that we're going to say that. So definitely check them out if you have the opportunity. Uh, Coming up at 4 o'clock, my guy. I like to call my brother, man. James Arcelana, Black Hole Banter. We had the podcast together. He'll join us to talk all things Raiders and the the draft, as he put together a really extensive draft guide that is all 100% Raiders related. I'll let him explain that coming up at the top of the hour. But let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
5: Hey, Q and Lindsey. It's kind of weird saying somebody else's name. He's just a Q and DeMond. <laughs> but thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm glad to hear you guys talking about Arkansas and defense. Um. Because that's where I'm gonna go. I want, I know he's not going that far under the radar, but I'm. I'm. I'm cutting the guy, Drew Sanders, out of Arkansas. wu Pig Sui. He has the potential to be one of those sideline sideline backers. He can cover running backs coming out the back. You know, he he can. He was uh, playing on the edge in Bama. He's got. He's got the tools. I think if we could find a way to get him in there, that would be something really, really special for us. It's been. How long since we had a backer that we can say, hey, that guy's a dog. I think he has some dog in him. And another guy, if we're going to go offensive line, I'm going to keep cutting for uh, Mock out of NDSU. Dude's missing a tooth. All he needs is an patch. He looks like a Raider already. I <laughs> we had a ginger version. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you have a great day.
1: (laughs) All right, great stuff right there, and yeah, uh, Sanders out of Arkansas, man, he's really intriguing, right? I mean, he's one of those guys. I'm glad you brought him up, and I think I remember you mentioning him the other day as well. Uh, He is a guy that could play, right? I mean, a guy. Think about it, a guy that went to Alabama and then decided to go to Arkansas, and when he went to Arkansas, just balled out. Now Arkansas is no slums, right? I mean, I know that they haven't been the squad that they were back in the day, but Arkansas could play, right? They still have, they still, they can go. Uh, So to have him there. And he's able to show out the way he did. He's definitely on a lot of folks' radar. Uh, again, kind of flying under the radar as far as our you know conversation goes. He's not one of those guys that's going to go top 10, top 15. If he sneaks into the first round, maybe it's the very tail end of the first round. But he's probably going to be a guy that's going to drop in, in, into round two. And he could play multiple positions. That's the thing about him. I mean, you can use him as an edge rusher. Or you could put him as a, a outside linebacker, uh, you know, depending on what you're, what kind of scheme you're running. I mean, it's it's very versatile, and you know that's what the Raiders want to do. So that's definitely a guy I would keep on my radar. So, Fargo, great stuff, man. Definitely uh, appreciate you. Got a uh, got a text, got a couple texts here that I wanted to get to before we close out uh, the first hour or the second hour. Excuse me. Robin Oakland said at 69187, keyword R&R, regarding shutdown cornerbacks, I like Gonzalez and Witherspoon. However, I read an analytics article that studied pass coverage using the microchips in the player's pads to really play good pass coverage. Multiple defenders need to cover well. And one shutdown cornerback is not enough because the quarterback will throw somewhere else. This used to happen to us with Namdi. He had good coverage, but the other quarterback would pick on the other side or throw to the tight end. They're still doing the latter to us regarding Forbes. His uh, 14 interceptions and six touchdowns is exactly what we've been missing. Richard Sherman was also a converted wide receiver. We can get 15 to 20 pounds on him easily with our access to $2 Long Islands and dollar stakes. <laughs> there
3: we go. We got to put some weight on here, boys you going to get I'm those done. calories in. I'm
1: done. Oh, that's my hilarious. Man, my man brought up $2 Long Island's and dollar steaks in the same text. He was able to put all that together. Now, that's that's called putting it all together. Man.
3: Insight and inside jokes. That it doesn't is, get better than that in live radio queue. It does not.
1: That is the exact definition of coming together like butt cheeks, right? Just oh. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that is the exact definition. We play, you used to play dominoes all the time, right? When you get the domino, it would be like, domino, give me what you got. Come together like butt cheeks, right? Oh, my you know, God. You ain't never said that one? Uh,
3: I've never heard it in that context, <laughs> but you know what? There's, uh, there's room to Is there learn things context? every day. Is there
1: another kind of context I, that you would say that? I, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, that's not something that's in everyone's vocabulary every day. The clap. <laughs> that's that's something that you don't ever want in anyone's depends vote on ever. the
3: context it gets, no, it, no, it, no. It, it depends on what type of clap i'm talking about there is
1: none that is good this this all of a sudden this show just went from okay, being a family the, show is there to being, a song
3: a uh, handcuff can i get my hand clap yeah, get, yeah come on hurricane chris i thought it was hurricane chris you know where he's at right now i know he's in trouble
1: he's in jail yeah i'm uh, uh, so, not
3: the best of references for me to make but you know what
1: so there's that. That's a
3: banger, though. That's a middle school banger for me. Middle school? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know man. it's a mid-aughts call. Uh,
1: you said middle school. Yeah.
3: I graduated high school in 2010. Really? Yeah. I'm old, too, now.
1: 358 is the time. When we come back, James Solana will kick us off. Hour number three. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.